Welcome to the Grow to Gold podcast. My name is Brett Goldstein, and on today's episode, I have Tyler Mashkow. I am super excited to introduce him to you guys. He is crushing it on so many different levels from business to life. So we're going to jump right in because I want Tyler to tell us a story. Tyler, let's start at the beginning, my friend. How are you doing? What's up, Brett? Man, it's been a long time. Way overdue. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here talking with you and share some more stories with you guys. I like it, man. Let's jump right in. So tell everybody your story. Where do you come from? You know, give us the, uh, give us the beginning part of Tyler's story. Sheesh. All right. Well, yeah. So I'm about to turn 33. I uh, currently live in Long Island, New York with my wife. Um, really all started as me being an athlete. I was in, I was a, I was in wrestling, uh, college wrestler, uh, high school wrestler, did a, did a lot of big things in, in, in sports. Um, you know, fast forward to college. Uh, I dropped out of college as a junior uh, while I was on a, a scholarship to wrestle. Uh, and it was because at the time, um, wrestling to me was just so one-dimensional. You know, it was just, you know, a- after wrestling, there's no NFL or NBA or ML, you know, nothing aside from uh, the Olympics or now like the UFC, right? Um, so for me, it was, it, was, it was really tough being like a, a Division One athlete, not really having a plan for life. But I did always have a knack for business. I did always have a knack for marketing. So when I was a junior in college, I actually dropped out um, while I was on scholarship um, and went to work in Manhattan uh, for a sales agency. And that's really just what, you know, led me right into uh, direct sales over the years, going from you know, job to job, bouncing around from all these different business jobs that I would hold um, in New York City, you know, selling all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I, I've sold pretty much anything over the phone, right? So. Um, when I finally landed in solar, you know, about almost eight years ago now, uh, that was a, that was the a turning point for me. Um, at the time there was a lot of companies here on Long Island. It was, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was Vivint was here, you know, Sun, all these big companies, Sun Edison, all these massive companies that were on Long Island selling solar. So, um, I met a bunch of, of, of people that were crushing, completely crushing in solar, making crazy money and more and more solar panels were just popping up in my area so um, I got into solar about eight years ago and my first ever position in a solar company was actually a door knocker I was just a canvasser you know I was a young canvasser Uh, one of the one of the better canvassers in our company um, I had a knack for it I was I was really good on the doors I was really comfortable I was aggressive and I was smart you know I was you know, growing up in Long Island, it's, it's a huge melting pot. There's so many different types of people out there that you're meeting on a regular basis. So many uh, cultures and personalities and skin colors. And it's, there's so many people here that when you're used to that and you're growing up with that, going door to door in, in that area, you're, you're so familiar with just a different person being in front of you all the time, right? Especially a guy like me that's really comfortable with talking to people and, and I'm just, you know, outgoing and I'm always putting myself out there, shaking hands with people, meeting people. So going door to door for me was just, uh, was just easy. Um, did that. you want to say something? Yeah, just really quick. So I just, I want to, I want to tie this together because I think a lot of people just from the feedback I get from people that listen to the show, they're big into sports, they watch sports, they played sports growing up. How do you feel like 
being an athlete translated to you being successful in business? Can you, can you share some of those parallels for us? Yeah, man, definitely. Well, what's interesting about the sport that I really went all in on with was wrestling. Wrestling is, it's kind of cool because it's a one-on-one sport. You go out there on the mat with someone and it's just you versus them. And just one person's going to win, right? One person's going to get their hand raised and be declared the winner. But at the end of the day, you're walking back to your team after you get off that mat. So it's a one-on-one sport, but you have this team behind you that you're training with all the time. Um, you're all holding each other accountable. There's, a team in wrestling is, is made up of uh, all different weight classes, essentially, right? So you got little guys, big guys, medium-sized guys, but we're all in a different weight class, right? So here we are, this giant family, essentially, that's working together every day, sweating together every day, training together every day, just to go and then compete on our own, right? So it's not like lacrosse or soccer or football where I'm passing the ball off to somebody and then Johnny drops the ball and then everybody's pointing fingers at Johnny like, hey, it's your fault that we just lost the game. There's none of that in wrestling. It's just you win or you lose. Either you're prepared or you're not prepared. The, the results are very obvious when when there's a winner and there's a loser you see who's who's brought their a game who's got it together so i like that about business i think that's what really attracted me to business was because that i can go out there and you know train get my you know be self-motivated um not have you know any restrictions in business you could do whatever you can sky's the limit right you can you can make so you can make whatever of any opportunity. So that's what I liked about wrestling is it's just you versus you. And in business, it's the same thing, and especially in solar. You're, you have this team behind you. You go to the office in the morning, and you got 40, 50 people in there, and they're all there to win, and they're all there to, to be a better version of themselves, but we're all sitting together, and we're all you know, holding each other accountable to be on time and to show up and to perform. And um, I think that's what really uh, relates to my sport, wrestling. I love that. And, and I think the other piece too, and I'm not sure if you were going to go to this, but the ability wrestling and, and, and business is a lot like chess, right? In a sense where you always have to be anticipating the next move ahead, right? You always, it's, it's a thinking game, right? It's knowing what your opponent is going to do and being able to see the vision a little bit clearer, to make sure that you're out innovating, make sure you're out moving, right? Making sure you're ahead of the curve. So would you say that's another parallel as well between maybe wrestling and business? Yeah, that's a good point. You would think that you uh, wrestled, right? <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, what's, what's cool about wrestling is that you can't just have, I mean, you can win with just one skill, right? You could be really strong and just go out there and body people. Um, you could be fast and just go out there and out quick everybody. Um, you could have a ton of skills. Like you could be in a wrestling encyclopedia and know every move in the book and go out there and outskill somebody. But the, the people that really stand out from others and the people that really go far in the sport are the ones that have a bit of every set of skills. And they're the ones that kind of put it all together. It's almost like a work of art, right? Like it's like you're, you're having, you take the time to put all these skills in. Some, some people invest more time than others. Some people go harder than others. But then you have all these different things that you got to learn and get good at. So just like business, you know, you could, be, you could be great with software. You could be great with training. You could be a great leader. You could be good with marketing. 
as a, as a business owner, like, like us, like we kind of have to be good at all those things. And we kind of have to be familiar with all of the, all of those things. At least I feel that you do to some degree, you know, guys will say that you have to, you know, start a business and immediately start delegating roles to all these people, you know, whereas me with solar, I feel like I, I, I got a chance to start from the bottom and, you know, work my way up through all the different roles and responsibilities. And because I wanted to, right. That's just what I wanted to do. I wanted to get familiar with everything in the business. I wanted to get decent at everything that, you know, that drove the business forward. Um, just like wrestling, you know, just like sports. I was the same, I had the same drive in sports, I think. Yeah, I love that. And, and I'm very much on the same page as you with the, with the hiring and onboarding strategy there, because if you've done that job at a very high level and you've started at the bottom and worked your way up, think about how easy it is for you to be able to manage somebody and say, here's how you do your job because I've done it, right? I think yeah. that's a missing component of a lot of business owners is they get into things, if they have some capital, whatever the case might be, you know, they can say, hey, this industry looks attractive. I'm going to go invest in it. I'm going to hire a whole bunch of people. But if you don't know how to manage or understand if somebody's doing a good job, that's not always the best strategy when getting into a business. No, it's not. I mean, especially what we see right now going on in our industry in renewable energy and solar. You, it's not hard for somebody to start a solar company. I mean, you can literally fire, file an LLC for less than 300 bucks, you know, have a, have your buddy create a logo for you, right? Open, start a Facebook and an Instagram page, go partner with a, an EPC, which isn't really that hard to do, right? As a sales org. And then voila, you have a solar company. Um, so it could get really messy if you think that you're going to just jump in and not at least have a strong team behind you, a, a strong experienced team, you know, um, if, if not, you, you know, you're going to be doing a lot on your own, right? But that's, you know, that's not often a bad thing, you know, to, to have yourself kind of figuring out your, your, your SOPs and figuring out, like, your structure and, 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 and building that with your hands, you know, by, you know, on your own. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think the biggest thing I see, and I'm sure you agree with this, is a lot of people lack patience. And when you try and skip steps you oftentimes end up hurting yourself. So I think that's just a very vital piece of this, where if sometimes you try and go too fast, you end, up in a, you end up in a worse situation. So good things take time for sure. So just to roll forward from this, so now you've gotten yourself into solar. Now you're a serial entrepreneur, right? You're not just running one company. You've taken what you've learned, your standard operating procedures, and you've been able to now get to a point at 33 years old where I believe you're running four different companies, maybe five. What's the number? Yeah, yeah. I'm running, I'm running about four different companies. We, we, we call them campaigns. Company just sounds scary, right? You know, to, to simplify it, we call it campaigns because really we've built one company, one holding company that, that has different uh, licensed agreements with different relationships that we've built, different products that we, that we campaign around. Um, so, so, yeah, man, I think that, what really, I've always had an interest in diversity. I think, I think even as an athlete, right, we're talking about sports, I've always liked a ton of different sports, right? So adversity is super attractive to me. Um, so when typically in solar, you know, you, you have these big teams that they just do solar. They just do residential solar. And that's all well and good. But at the end of the day, a guy like me, I don't know, just naturally, 
I see everybody going one way, I try to go the other way. So regardless, um, when we get in a home as a salesperson, as a, as a solar consultant, we're sitting in someone's home. Here I am thinking that, you know, building, re building rapport with these people, it, it's so much more valuable than just signing them up for a solar deal and then speaking to them very so, very so oftenly in the future. Like I, I do such a good job of building rapport in the home and we really put a lot of effort into that, that we want to try and keep those customers around for a while. And if they're working with us, why should someone else come knock on their door that's promoting a different product inside of that home that relates to what we do? You know, we, we want to be the ones to keep that client and keep that customer around for a while. So I think what really gave me the ability to do that, because it, it's the idea sounds like great, right? We all could just sell a million different products and as salespeople, you know, we're great salespeople, so why can't we sell a bunch of different products? What really ties that all together for me is software, right? Um, I happen to have built a relationship with somebody uh, years ago that at the time, uh, this gentleman was interviewing with me to knock doors for our solar company. Such a quiet guy, very soft-spoken guy, um, was interviewing to Canvas with us. Uh, little did we know that this gentleman also attended MIT and was a software engineer at Facebook. <laughs> so it was kind of like, what the heck is going on here? Why, how is this guy looking to knock doors? It's just, wow, right? So me being the, the networker that I am and the visionary that I am, I, I saw that this guy was not going to be suitable to knock doors for us, but you know, to, to, to build out a, a platform with us. Uh, was the was the better idea to start developing software that would you know hopefully revolutionize uh, direct sales right so that's that's what we've been doing over the past three years is we've been building out a platform that ties all these different campaigns together um you know it, it, in solar brett if you if you're, a, if you're a company owner, I'd say that, and you're, you're building a sales org, I'd say that's probably one of the hardest things to do as a new business owner is to implement a CRM or implement automation, right? Software. There's just so much of it out there. It's just, it's just complex, you know? It's costly as well. Um, yeah, if you got to say something, go ahead. I just won't stop. No, talking. no, no. Dude, you're, you're doing incredible. And that's why I love having people like you on this episode because you're just, there's so much value there that I don't have to continue to keep jumping in to push the conversation forward. Yeah, I, I mean, look, the ability for you, just to recap kind of where we are at this point, right? Getting into business, right? Taking your athletic mindset and then being able to look at things and problem solve and say, look, the entire, you know, the masses are going this way. And sometimes if you follow the masses, right, the M is silent and you end up going the other way. And now you're getting yourself into diversification of products, right? Into commercial, which being in the industry myself for a long time, everybody used to say, oh no, that's not possible. It takes too <laughs> long. And now you're in a position where Every, every commercial uh, company really, every, if, you want to get, if you want to do commercial in the United States, you've set yourself up with one of the biggest players in the game now where you're the guy that people have to go through. So it's incredible. And the ability yeah. to build software that's going to streamline this entire process, that's why I wanted you on this show. Because the ability for you to think big and have that mindset, if more people thought the way that you thought, and I want to get to the core of why you think this way, it, we, it, 
there would we would just be in such a different place. So I want people to be inspired by your mindset. So can you maybe talk through quick there before we get back to your software, where you feel like, look, athletics, great, wrestling, great, but underneath that, where does this come from? Where does somebody like you continue to find this drive to keep reaching higher? Um, man, I just, let's, let's break it down to like, it's simplest form, right? Like I also used to own a clothing brand. That was like the first business I ever really started that was public. You know, we were creating content for and things like that. Followed my own LLC. Uh, it was called Humble Gains. And the, at the time, you know, and this was only like four years ago. And at the time, t-shirts, selling t-shirts on social media was super saturated, right? Everybody had their own t-shirt company, it felt like, right? But the, but the thing that separated the, the people that had a t-shirt brand that was successful and the, 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 what separated the successful from the non-successful in the world of selling t-shirts online was that the people that were successful, they had a system in place. Just like me when I was a wrestler, like I grew up poor. We grew up poor. We grew up with nothing. My first pair of wrestling shoes were Air Force Ones, like, you know, with, with sweatpants with paint on them. Like, you know, having a, you know, my system was work hard you know, get up at 11 p.m. and go run on the treadmill when the other guys are sleeping and playing video games. Like, I've always had this, like, natural system in place. So when I saw t-shirt companies making millions of dollars because they had a system in place, I knew that I could essentially do whatever the heck I wanted to do <laughs> as long as I just had a good system in place. And I saw that the people that had a good system in place, they worked really hard to put that system in place. It wasn't a half-assed system. It was a system that you put that system in place to be a champion, to win, to be successful. It's so simple when you have a system in place, you know, and, and, and trying to develop systems along with building partnerships over the years is what I've really been grinding through. That's it. You know, selling solar, that's easy. Making money, that's easy. Building a real system that people can use and appreciate is what my main drive has always been. I love that. And are you saying that the systems that you've built for one thing are somewhat transferable to another thing? Or are you saying that building out these systems, it's almost different at every level, uh, at every different campaign you're doing? What does that look like? Man, we, that's a great question. We, we built this system to support not only solar, what we all know and we're all great at, right? And, and we all know what makes solar go round and round and what those processes look like. But in terms of direct sales, it's all the same to me. It's all similar. So our systems that we built are just modern day systems that you can literally implement to any campaign you want to run. For example, the CRM that we built, the platform that we built, um, we have like five different campaigns built into it. There's over 70 different integrations and functionalities, some functionalities out the kazoo that you can do with this thing. But it was built with the mindset to have that diversity put in place. Like, I want to inspire the solar guy that has a company that's doing 100 deals a month with his team to, to, to not feel that he's going to derail his team to offer a new campaign, to not be afraid of that. Oh, how am I going to train people? How are we going to learn? It's a lot to think about, right? But we can simplify it with a system and with processes and with software. Anybody could do it. You could turn on Facebook or Instagram and be an overnight sensation on social media. It's not that hard. It takes a little bit of patience, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of skill, a little bit of creativity and drive, 
right? And, and, and a why, like, why are you doing this, right? All those things matter. And that's just what separates the winners from the losers, man. That's just really, that's just it. Simple, I simple. To- stuff. I, t- I totally agree. And it, when it comes down to even further, I guess the baseline of all this stuff really comes down to the first step is really creating the content, right? It's making sure that your messaging is clear and then getting it out there, then nurturing the customer answering any additional questions that person might have, getting somebody to have a conversation with them, whether that's an automation or that's somebody getting into the home or business, and then continuing to nurture that account all the way through until whatever the installation or finished product is all the way through to asking for an advancing future business, right? That to me sounds like the platform and the baseline of everything. And as long as you have the ability to put some of these other campaigns on top of it and add a level level of education, and teaching and training, you've just created the system, right? Yeah. I mean, at, fill in any, any pieces in there that I might have missed, but it, just yeah. from a brief conversation with you, it sounds like that's the, that's the backbone of it. Yeah, that's a great segue into what we could you know, talk about next. If you wouldn't mind, Brad, I'm on my tablet, as you can imagine, 24-7, and I, this thing's about to die, but I'm in the waiting room on my uh, mobile device. Cool. All right, I'm good to go. So, yeah, man, I think what... I think what people need to hear is that it's okay to diversify, right? That we want to encourage diversification, right? But if to do so, we need to understand what needs to be put in place and what commitments need to be made in order to make those changes, right? So for example, um, we don't just, you know, when somebody onboards into my company, I'm strategically positioning them with a campaign where I think they're going to succeed. I'm advertising when hiring for that specific campaign. There's training, there's, there's, there's managers, and there's people in place to onboard those, those candidates and, and train them and get them into that process and that system, right? Um, we don't just, you know, I don't just allow someone to come into our company and just start throwing themselves into all these different campaigns, right? That's, that's way too overwhelming. That's, that's choppy. We don't want to do that, right? So, for example, residential solar. How do you implement uh, commercial solar into your residential business, right? We could start there. That's a perfect example. Um, you have a team. Uh, take, a, take a big solar company that's well-known, very successful, lots of people, lots of sales, lots of installs. Why aren't they implementing commercial solar? It, just like you said earlier, Brett, we've heard in the past that it's impossible it's a waste of time it's it's too complex it's 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 this it's that at the end of the day we're selling solar right we're talking about solar equipment um but with commercial solar it is less of a green product and more of a financial product so there's a learning curve there there is a learning curve what do we do about that learning curve well you take the top 10 percent of your sales force and you implement a training schedule where they're going to spend an hour on Zoom once a week, twice a week. They're going to get access to a free Trello board with tons of training material and product knowledge that they can use on their mobile device or on their tablet or on a computer and have access to it whenever they want, right? And they're going to learn the basics of commercial solar, the basics, what it takes to go out and prospect, what information needs to be collected at the door, right, so to speak. Right. What is the, what's the initial process? Because really, as a as a as a residential solar vet, I feel that the only thing that's been missing in commercial solar was a system 
right? Not just a system, having an actual developer that can fulfill projects and develop commercial projects without, you know, uh, middlemaning so much and, and subcontracting or sourcing out parts of the project to so many people because that's when it gets choppy when it starts going down the daisy chain and there's just so many hands in your pie, right? Um, the fact that we're a one-stop shop commercial developer, they, they really do exist. Uh, we, we develop commercial projects all across the country from A to Z, uh, right down to the underwriting and the financing. So um, to implement that to your residential team without distracting anybody, right? Because we know that that's the biggest blockage in uh, a residential company owner's mind is that I don't want to distract my team. They're on the doors. They're learning residential. Well, let's spend the weekends going B2B. Let's spend uh, a few hours a week going business to business. Let's, let's prospect in, a, in, a, in an industrial area where there's a lot of businesses. And let's teach your guys and girls how to go out there and gather the bits and pieces of information that we need to get a proposal done for a commercial deal, right? Um, and I think that's where the disconnect has always been. When in residential, you're going out and getting a single electric bill most of the times. You're knocking on their door and they're walking into their kitchen and they're getting an electric bill that they had on their counter. Whereas with commercial, you know, you're not going to necessarily knock on their door and speak to the owner of the building, right? A lot of times you have to get through a secretary or an accountant or a CFO um, or someone. So there's, a, there's more of a chase with commercial. So you just have to understand that when you submit a project, when you submit a proposal request um, to have it, to, to know how that request needs to be filled out in order for our team to get a nice packet so that we're not going back and forth with you a million times, which delays the process, right? Which can frustrate anybody. So um, I, think, I think the fact that we have a system in place, we have a platform where teams can just onboard and submit commercial deals, uh, proposal requests, and they can work with our team, learn from our team um, completely for free. I think it's a good start um, for the industry. I think, that, um, I think that right now we have about 35, 40 companies uh, onboarded as dealers, as commercial dealers, uh, where they have some only, you know, typically we see about five to 10 people per team uh, for an actual dealership, uh, dealership. Um, you know, even for the bigger teams, we're, we're suggesting that they don't offer this to their entire team. Um, which is, which is, which is another reason that I think this works because we understand from a residential ownership perspective, what could hurt us or what could, you know, what could derail our, 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 our process. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's huge. And one other thing too, I would say in terms of just simplifying this process for people having a similar background to you on my end is I can tell you from my personal experience of direct sales and door knocking over 300 for, uh, fresh installs myself, never taking a company lead. How many people do you meet that they work at a company? They are the CFO, right? They do own the commercial property. A lot of times I'd be sitting across the table from somebody and you're like, Oh my God, this sounds amazing. How do I do this for my business? And my training used to be, well, you know, oh, it's complicated. There's 75 decision makers in it. Like, hey, let's just not worry about it. Let's talk more about your home or friends and family's homes. So the ability to switch that conversation and be knowledgeable about it, you hit the nail on the head. It's nothing more than not being afraid of learning something new. And to me, that's the core of this conversation so far with you, Tyler, is you're somebody that's not afraid to learn something new. And when you do learn it, 
your goal is to then systemize it to create a platform and a system for other people. And that's what makes you an entrepreneur at the core, right? From an outside perspective, looking in on you. So how do you, I mean, what's your thoughts on some of that? Because I think that resonates well with what you're saying. I think it's, I think it's nice to, um, I mean, it feels good speaking to another entrepreneur like yourself that gets it, that understands it because it's not all the time easy. It's, 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 it's actually really hard. Um, I, I don't, I don't come from a, a family of business people. I don't come from, uh, you know, my dad's a Mason, you know, my dad's a savvy construction guy. Um, my brothers are all in unions and, and, and all construction workers um, and have a trade. Um, so for me, it's a, it's a daily struggle. There's always new things that we're learning. There's always curveballs getting thrown at us, but it's nice when you start seeing things come together. And I mean, fortunately I've, I've, I was an athlete, so I, I know what it takes to, you know, to actually win and to be a champion and to, you know, come in as a freshman in ninth grade and wrestle for four years as, you know, up until you're a senior and go through those lumps and, 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 uh, and, and, and progress over the years. But there's just, there's just something about this particular industry, uh, solar, that excites me the most out of all the business that we do because you, we've seen a lot of successful companies. But, I mean, I feel like a lot of people would agree with me. The industry is still a baby. Um, the software, you know, we get, we get wooed and wowed when we see a, uh, a cloud-based platform pop up, <laughs> you know, or we see some cool software with a cool interface. Like, but to us, that's not, there's so much more that can be done in the, in, in the space. And I think we're going to see such, we're going to see a lot of fireworks over the next few years from a lot of different people and, and groups out there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited that we get to be a team that is encouraging change. Um, embracing the differences. Um, we call ourselves the misfits because we're just uh, always, you know, going against what everyone else is doing, right? We, we said we couldn't do, com they said we couldn't do commercial solar. I've literally lost partnerships over it. You know, I've partnered with guys that wanted nothing to do with it. And I stood firm on what I believed in. And, you know, I'm not a commercial solar expert. Um, in no way, shape, or form am I a commercial solar expert. Um, but I'm damn good at building a team and I built a team of experts and they're great at the things I'm not great at. You know, our C the CEO of MS solar, for example, who our uh, developer is MS solar, little shout out there. Uh, Mark Schmerler CEO is an ex corporate CFO, you know, so I'm around the office all day long with, uh, M uh, engineers that have MBAs, ex corporate CFOs and, um, guys that have 30 years of financial experience who had our underwriting program. I've never been around guys like that when I was selling residential solar, you know, I'm playing ping pong in between, you know, sales trainings with a guy that, you know, this is all he's done is just so, you know, these guys are so diversified and commercial is so it's different in its own way. But if you want to learn, you can learn. If you want to implement it, you can implement it. It's, it's really no different than what we're doing now with residential. It's just needing to know a little bit more, having a little bit of a different system in place um, and having a good team to support what you're doing.
Yeah, you know? I love that. And, and I think, again, just because you and I are very similar, and that's why I'm grateful that we're getting to have this conversation. I think the reason why you love the industry so much is, number one, eight years into working at a company like Pepsi, you're, you're, you're a rookie, right? Some of these lifelong companies, eight years doesn't mean anything. But eight years in a new industry, you could be one of the OGs, right? One of the original gangsters in the space. And, and you could be creating ripple effects. But also, like you said there, it, there's so much change to come. And also this industry truly is impacting the world for the better, right? This is not one of those things where, you know, you're, you're hurting people or you're hurting the planet and whatever. This is an opportunity for you to truly make things better and be an industry disruptor at the same time. So to me, it just makes a lot of sense. And I can see where your motivation drive comes from. And I feel the exact same way. And you're just trying to create systems and processes and different campaigns that are allowing for other people to be part of that impact as well. So makes total sense to me. But where I want to go from here, because look, obviously you're a very impressive guy. I think anybody that's listened to this this long understands that you know your stuff very well and you're great at surrounding yourself with great people. But it must not have all been easy for you, right? There has to have been some times going through this and you're probably somebody that doesn't put too much weight or time behind that. But I want to make this relatable for somebody listening and saying, wow, Tyler's got his shit together. Obviously, he's successful, but it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, man. So if you could acknowledge maybe a couple of those facts just to you know, help that person that's listening to this and saying, how do I be like Tyler? How do I relate to him? What would you say? Yeah, and I want to, you're basically asking me to shine light on some of the negatives that I've experienced. There's some things that may have held me back at points or times. Um, yeah, stuff you might have spent too much time dwelling on, just something that somebody can relate to, listen to this and saying, you know what, man, obviously look where he's at, but it wasn't always this good. It wasn't always an upward trajectory. Nothing grows straight up. Right. You know, you, you know what? It's, it's, it's something that I've been learning to talk about because, you know, a lot comes with, when, a lot comes with failure. A lot comes with when you make a mistake or when you, you know, you mess up with something, I could have done something better. A lot comes with that. So I've had to get good at putting that into words, articulating the shit that I've been through, right? Because I want to talk about it, but, but it's, it's been, it's been difficult, but I'm at a point now where I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I can share that with, with you all because I've, I've definitely put a tremendous amount of thought into it. So, um, I think, to, to sum it up first, I think that my biggest setback over the past few years as an entrepreneur was that I've, I've, I've always thought that I needed people. Now, there's a difference between needing a team. Of course, everybody needs a team. Business is a team sport. It's not an individual sport. But, you know, I, I've always, for the past few years, I thought I needed people, right? Like I thought I needed somebody to learn what a click funnel was and to, to teach me what it was. I thought I needed somebody to um, understand how to process a financial inquiry for a commercial deal, right? I thought I needed someone to design content for me. I thought, I thought I needed solar partners that had a big name that I could use that clout to start recruiting people because who am I? I'm just some small guy from Long Island, New York in a, in a big industry, right? So I thought I needed all these things just for me to lose them all, basically. All those things that I needed and I went out and I got those things and I had them in my possession, relationships, things, whatever. Um, and I've lost them all, right? And I'll talk a little bit about why, but losing them all only made me realize that I never needed them in the first place. 
<laughs> right? That I was almost being like, I'm not lazy, but I was almost like afraid, afraid to, 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 to try new things myself. Imposter, right? imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've de- I definitely had it, you know, and, and, and it, it was, it, it's okay because I had to, I had to learn that just as I've always had, I've always had myself, I've always had my own back, you know, compare my comparing. I, I can't forget about the wrestling days. I can't forget about those, those high school days where the process and the system was all about me and learning every little thing and putting the time into it and having patience and, and, and will and drive. Right. I wanted to get there quicker than I needed to be there. I wanted all these things to happen so fast, which is, which is what would what, what harm me at the end. I, I, I partnered with the wrong people. They didn't want to diversify. So I would try to do what they wanted to do, you know, moving away from what I wanted to do. And that at the end of the day, jam me up big time because I, at the end of the day, I lost it all. And I was right back where I started with me, myself and I, <laughs> with all my ideas and all my plans. And what do I need to do? Go find more people to help me do this. Or do I finally take a step forward and start building this stuff? Even if it doesn't happen over, you know, overnight, little by little by little, start implementing a plan and a process and a system. And so is a prime example of this because you can, if you're new to the industry, you can be savvy as they come, but you're most likely going to go partner with a team that's going to hand everything to you on a silver platter, right? You're going to hand everything to you on a silver platter, which is okay. But I recommend not getting stuck there. I recommend taking back some of that control, learning how to, how to build those relationships on your own. Go find an EPC that you like. Go set yourself up with, uh, with some numbers and, and a deal with them. Go, you know, go, get a CRM and go control your, your, your flow with your jobs coming in, your jobs going out, uh, you know, start controlling more of the pieces to avoid a lot of the, the, the headaches and the letdowns. Uh, Cause there's a lot of letdown in this industry. I can't tell you how many times I've submitted a deal to somebody and that's it. I put my all into getting that deal, getting it closed. And then once I've submitted it, it's almost like gone into the abyss. <laughs> like you don't know where it goes or what's going on with it. That kills me. I want to know where it's at, what's going on with it. Um, yeah, I'm going on a tangent, but no, it's all good, man. I, I think you hit the nail on the head and that's something that I've had to learn myself as well Is you don't need partners for everything you're trying to do. You don't need external validation to know that your ideas are good. You just got to trust yourself and go with it because you can learn anything. That's it. You can. The person that you're going to hire, you're going to outsource, you're going to pick up their personality as well. You're going to pick up their habits. And if they don't align with you, but they have knowledge that you don't have, that might not be a good enough reason to get into a partnership with somebody. You, it's a relationship. And I had to learn the simplest of things, like how to set up a, a corporate email and, and create the password and, and have that in safekeeping. Because without your company email and your, comp- your Google Docs and your Google Drive and everything that's affiliated with that company Google package or whatever your email server is, um, that could hurt you if you lose that. So, you know, your website, creating the domain, having that website owned by yourself and in control of that domain, social media handles, creating an Instagram handle and, and, and creating that account and owning that account having those passwords and safekeeping, creating the, the account with the 
company email that you started that you control, right? All those little things that you, that you can learn to put in place on your own that you should have in place, um, then you could start delegating, right? Then you could start allowing people to use your tools and use your systems. But um, yeah, there's just so much out there. There's so many ways to build your system that I think people are just lazy sometimes and, or they, th they don't have enough confidence in themselves to go out there and just figure it out, you know? Um, a lot of times I just don't see people trying to figure it out um, on their own. And I think that's like, I'm like the smartest guy in the world with commercial solar. Like I just went out there and I, I found a team that was successful and I figured it out, right? I put the right people in place and built the right system. We figured it out. Um, yeah, just the will to do it. that, I guess. I love it. I love it. I don't think there's any better way to end this episode than just the vulnerability that you just had there, man, because that's such a strength putting yourself out there, being humble, being vulnerable for anybody listening. And for you, Tyler, that's the biggest strength there is, man. It's too easy to just talk about the wins. It's too easy to talk about the victories. And that's the world we live in now, man. Everybody has to broadcast all their wins. But what I'm most interested in is what have you overcome? Because that's how you, that's how you're relatable, man. Everybody has yeah. struggles, but the strength the strong people are the ones that are willing to look dead at them and share what they've been through in order to help somebody else coming down the path. And that's really I, what my whole vision was with creating this whole grow to gold community, this podcast, having successful entrepreneurs on here and talking about some of the pitfalls they ran into along the way. Dude, I, I didn't mention this, but really quick, make a long story short. Please. The last, the last partnership that I was in, it, it just, the way that it ended was gross. Um, I'm a younger guy, inexperienced business owner, and I was completely taken advantage of. I could have sued the brakes off of these people. My entire family, they, they, I'm a big family guy. Like, I come from a huge family. We're all super close. Like, I'm the oldest of four. Like, my family wanted to kill these people. And no one's going to kill anybody, but, you know, the figure of speech. Like, we were, my family wanted me to do everything I could in my power to get these people back. Litigation, all that stuff, right? But what they don't understand, and it's okay. It's, I understand why they don't understand. I'm built differently. I'm wired differently. I don't want to go through litigation. Let those guys get away with whatever they've done because at the end of the day, it was the best lesson I could have learned ever. It was the, it was, if I, it's, like, it's like wrestling. Like, you got to lose a couple times to know what it feels like to lose and to understand why you lost and to go out there and fix it and get shit done. With, with, with this, with business, I, I learned from it, and now I'm just ready to grow from it, right? I'm just ready to grow. That's it. And I don't care about anything else. <laughs> the lessons that you learned on that, man, are worth so much more. And, and I'm proud of you for understanding that because that's the biggest piece of all of this, dude, is that sometimes you have to lose and sometimes you have to fail. And there's no amount of money that that lesson could have replaced. So no. that's powerful, man. And ultimately, dude, the cream rises to the top. Always has and always will. So you're going to win. I have no doubt. Yeah, I'm so... You'll see me, you know, on social media, being out there, putting myself out there, speaking my mind. Um, I love being connected to the community. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. I'm not afraid to, to do that. And I feel like I do it in a professional way. Like I you do, do it from for a sure. empathetic you for know, sure. perspective. So, so, so just to close out, because you're going down the path anyway that I always like to go out to close these episodes, where can people find you on social media if somebody wants to see you, connect with you, whether it's through a mindset, they just want to get to know you, they feel like maybe you have something there that they want to connect with and leverage, they want 
maybe to talk to you about a business opportunity, whether it's commercial solar, whether it's any of the other campaigns you have going on. How does somebody find more about you and connect with you? Yeah, we, uh, we got really savvy with uh, Calendly. It's the best thing ever, right? Without, without an organized calendar, we're all over the place. But um, you can find me on Facebook, really active on Facebook, um, just as the, the whole industry, solar industry is, and a lot of people. Uh, Facebook is my go-to platform, believe it or not. I love Facebook. We, I have LinkedIn, Instagram, all of them, but I love connecting on Facebook. Um, you can find me at Tyler Mashkow, at Tyler Mashkow. Um, I have my Calendly link right in my bio. If you want to chat, just book a time that fits you. Um, I love telling people that if, if, if you book a time, I will show up, you know, as if it's on my calendar, I'm there. So you don't even have to ask, just book a time to talk and, and let's do it. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of the Grow to Gold podcast. If you haven't yet liked, subscribed, reviewed, please make sure you do all of that. It helps us to organically grow the show. And if you or anybody else you know is looking to be featured on the show, feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to have a conversation as I want to keep having productive conversations just like we've had here today with Tyler. So again, Tyler, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the Grow to Gold podcast. Take care.